Hello, good morning, and welcome to the latest episode of the Estate Agents Podcast. I'm joined as ever by Luke St. Clair and Stephen Brown. Morning, gents. Good morning. morning. Seems like we've been off forever. You two have been jet-setting and gallivanting again. San Francisco this time, wasn't it, gents? Yes, we had a lovely sightseeing tour. I thought it was exceptional. Golden Gate, Alcatraz um, was amazing. Um, I'm not sure. Was there any business? Or did we just go for a holiday? Hey, Tom Tom McGee. Was it just a holiday, Tom McGee? (laughs) And it was cold on that bus going over the Golden Gate Bridge. Now, listen, be very careful, gents. HMRC are listening. Was it a business trip? And is it going on your expenses? (laughs) No comment. (laughs) It was was definitely a business trip. Um, We had four days of conference. We heard some great speakers. We met some great people. We had a great um, morning meeting with um, Caldwell Banker, um, which was really interesting as well. Um, so I think I shared some, some tips on my Facebook page there. Um, but yeah, we had, we had an exceptional trip. I think my, my learning was that I was very fortunate to go 20 years ago um, to NAR. And I think the Americans 20 years ago were miles ahead of us. I don't think that's the case now. And actually, in some instances, I think we're way ahead of them. Um, And I got loads from the exhibition last time. I think apart from networking um, and meeting people, you know, which was very beneficial, there wasn't anything that really stood out for me that thought, well, we need to bring this back to the UK. Now, I know Lukey and, um, and Sean definitely did. And I've been um, watching Luke's um, Facebook page and seen um, all the people moving in with a massive sold key, um, which looks amazing and, and so nice to see. And what's the reaction, Luke, from that? Yeah, really good. We've um, only brought it back into the office uh, last week. So I think we've done four photos so far. Just a bit of fun, something else to put on social media. Uh, we then WhatsApp it or text it through to the clients as well. So they've got a record of it. And that goes along with, because it's a big, big occasion. So it's, again, I liken it. I think I've talked about this before where you go to pick up your new car or go to pick up a new car. Uh, they make a bit of a, a deal about it. So you go, they normally take your photo. They, they know that you're arriving. Um, the keys, the car's maybe under a cover, so they unwrap it, so they peel it back. And um, so again, you're just trying to mimic that kind of experience because sometimes it's a once in a lifetime for someone buying their first home. So we had a lovely couple in, in our Obi branch and they're buying their new family home in Obi and picture of mum and dad and, and son. Uh, yeah, really good. Cool. That's, um, that's fantastic. So we've got a very good friend of the show, Luke, who yes. um, we do want to have a quick mention to today. Um, he is a good friend of the show, not just friend of the show, but friend to us all personally. Um, he's a good crack. He hasn't got much hair. Um, Mr. Sean Adams. Definitely. Definitely. Sean the Scrooge Adams as he's affectionately known in our group. I don't think, well, is it, it's still November, isn't it? 27th today. We're going to push this out before December the 1st. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to piss him off, isn't it? Because uh, Christmas is a banned word until the 1st of December in Sean's household. I feel sorry for his wife and kid. But um, he's very graciously 
I understand. Um, I don't know whether he's agreed to or been bullied into or cajoled into, but um, I believe he's going to be making a special appearance with you on Sunday. He has. I like the word bullied. We've bullied him into. <laughs> we've, bu- we've bullied him into p- performing as an elf, but he's got to take his roles and responsibilities seriously. So his uniform has been ordered. Um, <laughs> so uh, Buddy the Elf outfit. Um, with extremely tight tights. Um, we did specify that on the order, but no, fair play to Sean. Uh, we set the challenge to our listeners and on the Facebook pages that if we could get to a thousand pounds, and I believe we're about 11, 1200 pounds roughly, we've got 520 pounds of that already pledged and in the fundraising. So everyone else that is pledged but not actually donated please pop that into the donations pot so it makes it easier to get that money to rainbows um but Luke, can i just interrupt yep. you there luke let's let's um i know sean is the big focus but the, the 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 cause the charity is the big focus so we've got 520 quid that has already been committed that's yep. spondoolies in the account and we've had pledges for about double that Correct. and i think some people yep. maybe don't realize that or, or possibly we're holding out to see whether it was going to happen. Now, just to reaffirm to our listeners, it's happening. You've yep. booked his hotel room. Yep. His travel arrangements are confirmed. Yep. His nice green and red tights, extra tight, are yep. there um, yep. and being delivered. And the naughty and nice list is on its way. So when the children come in, he'll be able to check against the naughty and nice list to see if which one they appear on. Um, according to Santa this year, the, the naughty list isn't that big. So that's, that's, always, that's always good. And I'm sure there'll be photographic evidence of the day uh, of Sean. But um, the serious side to it is we do this every year. Um, we've already done the Odeby Grotto where we raised just under £700 for uh, rainbows. And it's a hospice for children and young people um, for respite, palliative and end of life care. So it, it's a it's a great charity and I've talked about it before um, and I know I've had lots of comments on this but when you've got children coming to see Santa in our grotto that are actually receiving care from rainbows um, it puts puts a new meaning on it so um, we're all parents here Luke and um, you know the the prospect of any parent outliving their child um, and, and going through the difficulties particularly at this time of year which is a time for family is it's wrong it's unacceptable and anything that we can do um as a podcast as a business um as individuals to help those so i've got a great idea for our listeners um like many 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 people every year um i think that the, the amount of christmas cards that get sent is is dwindling um and many people say they're not sending christmas cards this year they're making a donation to a charity or two we would ask you to hop onto our EA podcast page. Uh, it's pinned post right at the top. Make a donation. Every penny, don't forget your gift aid as well. Every penny is going to Rainbow um, for those children and young people that, that really need it at uh, a special time of year. But I think, um, you know, with, with all the joking aside and, and all of the ribbing, um, Sean Adams, take a bow, son. Uh, that's a, a really generous thing to do offering up your own time at the weekend to go and put a smile on those kids faces have a bit of a laugh and if there's any consolation sean um our local town council have heard how we've stitched you up and have requested yet again i appear in thetford in tights dressed as an elf 
on Friday night for our light switch on. So um, I'm I'm with you a couple of days early, and uh, we we'll get we'll get some pictures, and um, you know for the crack we'll post that up as well. Definitely, and I know that someone uh, has actually asked for a signed photograph um, <laughs> of Sean. So I think there's another business opportunity there. So if anyone would like a signed picture of Sean, so we'll, uh, and it won't be one of these ones where we fob you off and it's pre-printed. Pre he will sign the photos personally, and we'll get them out to you. So five pounds only, five pounds only for a signed photo of Sean Adams as an elf in his extremely tight tights. And uh, just while we're talking about that, Sasha Martin, I think, pledged £25 if he would sign his tights. Now, I'm not sure wow. where she wants it signed. Um, and I'm sure it's in complete conjunction with her husband, Scott. Um, but for some reason, uh, she'd like, I think, signed tights from Sean Adams. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> come on, there's a money spinner here. But on a serious note, let's get back on track, guys. Stephen, you did some research recently, didn't you? Yeah, I just, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all the listeners that have donated. I think it's absolutely incredible, and I think it's really humbling for all of us, um, which is great. And in literally, I think the last couple of weeks, I've had so many pleasant comments from people who are, are listening to the podcast and saying that they're getting so much value. So thank you to everybody for all of those kind words. Um, it means a lot to Andy, Luke, and myself. So thank you. But yeah. I had... Um, I had a couple of um, talks last week, one at EA Evolution um, and also one at RAN. And I decided to do a little bit of research, as I do for um, all the training that I do on the companies. And I just did a bit of prep and I've gone onto people's websites. And I just wanted to share with you um, four learnings um, from that prep work. Now, um, a number of people's websites, agents' websites, are not secure um, at all. That was the first one. Um, secondly, a number sorry, of... Sorry, sorry, Stephen. Luke, is Stephen talking tech? He is, to he is talking tech. And <laughs> Christ, what do we well, mean, not secure? Luke, I'm going to ask you, because we're not going to get a straight answer out of Stephen. He knows what to say, but I'm sure he doesn't know what it is. Is that the little padlock at the top? That is the little. That is the little padlock. That's the HTTPS, <laughs> and it normally comes up green or has the padlock. But just an important thing on that, and we touched on this with Alex Evans before from Estate Apps, that Google uh, actually penalise you if your website's not secure. So in the Google search, and obviously biggest search engine in the world if your website isn't secure my understanding is that google actually penalize you so you won't appear as high up on the rankings as opposed to maybe another website that's got similar content or content that the customer's searching for that is secure so um quite an easy thing get in touch with your website guys thank you i've now learned something how to do it you explained it, <laughs> you explained it brilliantly thank you secondly um, a number of websites for google maps on there aren't actually working Another explanation. Um, so with that, Google, I believe, did change um, something to do with uh, their user agreement. And they actually do make a small charge for Google Map access, but they do give you a lot of credit. So effectively, you don't really need to pay. But again, this was something I believe brought in about 12, 18 months ago. Again, your website people will be able to confirm. But um, all it needs is just a few code, bit of coding updating. But guys and girls this this is your website people so you're probably paying them monthly hosting fees or maintenance fees if they've not done this for you you need to 
take them to task on it and say, come on, you're, you're here as my trusted advisor looking after my, my website that's out there 24 seven up your game. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's your shop window, isn't it? And for any of our listeners who are struggling with website, looking at a redesign or rebrand, um, Alex Evans from uh, Estate Apps Up, a great guy, very communicative, uh, want to get an idea of what he does, head over to the Cooper Adams page. I think Sean works with him. Um, but really nice guy. He's always got time for you. A great friend of the show. And uh, he's, he's going to be appearing again, hopefully, uh, over Christmas. And also on Strictly Come Dancing. So um, <laughs> as one of the dancers on there, he's a great dancer. Apparently his salsa moves are sensational. So, so Stephen, look, we had a conversation off air. Um, I haven't finished yet. Don't you want the other two? Oh, go on. Fire away. Sorry. Yeah, you, you're a bit premature again. Right. The, the premature tree ejaculation. Uh, <laughs> the third one was Google reviews. So again, they just vary considerably. Um, some are answered. Some are not. And some agents have very few, and it's just really, really mixed. Um, for me, you know, one of the things is, you know, as Luke said, Google's the biggest search engine out there. Um, people are searching you and researching you all the time. You know, some have got one, some have got five, six hundred. If you were a vendor, or a landlord, a purchaser, a tenant, and you start your search, who are you going to look at? You know, for me, I'm going to look at somebody who's, you know, got a huge amount of, um, and also they don't have to necessarily be five stars reviews, but if they're not and they've been answered, um, and again, I had this conversation with somebody yesterday where they said um, they originally gave them a one star review. They were really shocked by it. They phoned them up. They got to the bottom of it. And then they um, increase their review from one star to four star and updated it saying, you know, thank you. You know, this agency obviously cares. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you very much. And the final one is um, meet the team. So some meet the team, some um, website have pictures of meet the team, some and information on them. Some have absolutely nothing on them at all. Um, and it's very mixed. And obviously this is a, you know, this is a people business and people buy from people they like and trust. Um, so it's just, it's just fascinating to see what's out there and what's not out there, you know, and I'm sure cause you know, I put this on LinkedIn and somebody said, actually, um, there's so many agents that aren't compliant on their website as well. Makes a massive difference. So Luke's, yeah, just I just want to touch on a couple of those bits. One is the meet the team. So, um, and I I think I highlighted this maybe to Sean um, in in the past, and maybe even Stephen that on the last Australia trip when I was looking at trying to link up with agents to go and see, um, just a quick type their name into Google, type their company name, and how easy because that was just easy for me to do. So would a customer do that on you? So if they wanted to find Stephen Brown. Trainer, they've typed in Stephen Brown trainer onto Google. Is your page on your website geared up to that? But then, does it also have a photo, contact details, just a little bit about you? It doesn't always have to be all professional. It can be about your personal uh, interests as well. So, obviously, I don't think you want to mention there, you're an Arsenal fan because that's going to be detrimental um, to, Thanks, to get it to getting clients. But um, but it just made it so easy to get in touch with those with those um agents um and tell you what i learned from you on that one following that trip luke and that is to get your mobile number 
in the first 30, 40 digits. So when you search on Google, so I've gone through all of mine and I've now got my personal mobile number on there, which I've had for years and years and years. So it doesn't matter whether you're a friend, whether you're a business, whether you're somebody in the industry, if you want to reach out to me now, my mobile number's on my LinkedIn, it's on my Twitter, it's on my Insta. Um, and it's worked. I've actually had a couple of clients that are looking to sell um, and well, initially not looking to sell, just looking for some advice. And, and um, they, they simply Googled my name and telephone number came up and I had a call from them uh, on my mobile late one evening and I've sent out the home search report and we're now in dialogue and hopefully getting theirs on the market. So that was great advice. It's about just making it easy for someone. If you make it easy for them to contact you, that uh, it, it just makes it they're less likely to then try and go out their way to try and find someone else's contact details. Or if they think, oh yeah, Andy, but I've not got his number anymore. I know, I'll type it into Google, Andy Overman Fetford or Andy Overman Chilterns, bang, contact details come up, customer can get in contact with you. So, um, but just on those Google reviews, Stephen, why is it that you think that some companies have got one uh, and some have got 500? And what are you seeing as, because obviously you go around the country and you're speaking to lots and lots of agents. What are you seeing as the kind of ways that agents are improving their Google reviews? What's, what's the magic formula to get these Google reviews for agents? Ask. That's quite simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, if, if you don't ask, you don't get. And actually... I listened to a gentleman, I listened to the Sam Hunter and uh, Mark Worrell podcast and they had a young man on called um, Spencer Gilbert and um, I took something away from him actually, which was um, when he goes on the start of a market appraisal, he says to them, look, you know, if you were to instruct me and you have a great experience with me, would you feel comfortable at the end of the experience giving me a Google review? And he asked for it at the start. And, you know, they say, yeah, you know what, if you give me a great experience, yes, I'm happy to commit to it. And, um, awesome. I start, and, I've, and, I've, and I've started doing that as well at the start of my presentations. So, you know, hopefully you're going to have an exceptional training session today. If it's an exceptional training session today, at the end, will you leave me a Google review? Um, and then at the end, I will gain ask for it. You know, so have you enjoyed today? Has the experience been exceptional? Fantastic. Would you be kind enough to give me that Google review now? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to interrupt you here, Stephen, right? I've got an issue with reviews. The first thing is, where do you review? There's so, you know, you're saying Google. I shop with a company. I get something from, you know, one, I'm, I'm not going to mention them. Trustpilot. Trustpilot, yeah. FIFO. You've got so many different, you know, you've got TripAdvisor for hotels. You've got this, you've got that. You've got Facebook. Every time I go somewhere, it's geotagged. Have you been to this place recently? Can you answer a few questions? What did you think? Do you recommend it? Where the hell do you leave your reviews? And also, my other issue with reviews is they're all the bloody same. They're all the bloody, same. yeah, brilliant service. How can, how can our listeners, and, and, and I am sort of teeing this up for you because I know you know the answer and, you, and this is something you took away from, uh, I think, San Fran. How can the listeners make the most of their reviews because I don't want to read another review that says ex estate agents were brilliant, professional, kind, courteous, and they got the job done because do you know what? That's what we're being paid for. It's boring. 
okay, because they specifically managed to get me an extra £20,000 for my biggest tax-free asset so I could get my son to go to such and such, such, and such school. They okay, Stephen, it. yeah, that's fine, but they're not going to say that, are they? Well, again, are we asking? So uh, you're suggesting that we actually say to them... No, we ask them to be, you know, specific in what we did that they liked about our service that made us exceptional, okay? Okay, okay. Um, and then to come back, look, I think a review, any review is positive, you know, even if it comes back as, you know what, they could improve on this, this, and this, because that gives you feedback to grow your company and improve your company. So for me, as long as it's answered, so you need to answer every um, everyone, which I understand, again, helps you with your search engine optimization. So reviews are important. I would, for me, and this is a me thing, we discussed earlier that Google's a bigger search engine. So if that's a bigger search engine, that's where I'll be getting my Google reviews. Um, some people don't have Google. Um, if you want, send me a message. And I got sent something where if people don't have a Gmail account, um, you can there's a website that tells you what you need to do in order to do that. Now, personally, I haven't tried it, but I've been sent it. I've told it it works. So I happily pass that to anybody um, and, and message them if they message me. Um, Facebook recommendations, I would ask for. Um, look, I know there's loads of things, but for me, I don't, I've lost trust in Trustpilot. Because oh, that's controversial. Have we got insurance for this, Luke? <laughs> because, because of some of the things that I say, okay, allegedly, allegedly I've lost Trustpilot and what's, and what's happened with um, online agencies and most probably other companies as well. You know, I read an interesting article about um, Argus and John Lewis. Um, so if people happen to pay, for trust pilots, they seem to get very good ratings, and for people that don't happen to pay for it, they seem to be a lot lower. Now, okay, that was, so for that was any representative of Argos or John Lewis <laughs> or Trust Pilot or any large online agent that might be guilty of fake reviews, please direct your concerns to Stephen J. Brown Consultancy. Myself and Luke are just co presenters. Uh, this is very much Stephen's bag. Um, yeah, Stephen, I'll leave that to you and your lawyers. <laughs> So um, I know uh, just from what you're talking about there, Stephen, and, and, and I get what Andy's saying with the great service, et cetera, et cetera. But there'll be agents out there that have only got one Google review. So those reviews, just get them on there and at least start asking. And um, But don't ask just once. Maybe ask for opportunity for referral or recommendation throughout three parts of the process, but also do ask for the review. So don't just rely upon people that have actually exchanged business with you. Maybe someone's viewed a property with you, but they didn't find that home with you, but they were really happy with the service. Ask them for, ask them for the review, create a bit of a competition in the office um, to say, Oh, look, let's just have a bit of healthy competition who can get mentioned in the most reviews. Um, but like Stephen said, ask them. So typically Andy, you will know uh, when you've been dealing with a client, you give them lots of wow moments. And I know you take 
um, the service that you provide to clients, um, you take it to heart and you want to give the best possible service out there. And you will know maybe you've achieved an exceptional result. Maybe you've helped someone in a particularly painful situation when it's a deceased estate or you've got so much money over the asking price or you got it through really quickly because it allowed them to get to their new job in a different area. Ask them to make reference to that point. So Andy and the team at Chilterns were absolutely brilliant because we only had four weeks to sell our home because I needed to start a new job. And he rose to the challenge and we got it all done. And so you're saying personalize it. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And this was something from Sean that we, whilst we were out in San Francisco, so that he'd picked up. So again, this is, again, with our kind of podcast community, we're sharing these, these little nuggets, these little one percenters, um, marginal gains that we can improve upon what we're doing. So just, just ask them, you generally, your teams will know what it is that has really delighted the client and get them to refer to that in the, in the review. And also don't just leave the reviews online, put them in your shop window, take a screenshot or put them into the feedback booklet, similar feedback booklet that we do, provide it to your clients before you go to meet them. So it refers them back to going to look online to see all the other hundreds that you've got. Because sometimes some clients won't go out looking for reviews, but put it under their nose and then point them in the right direction as to where they can find out more to give them reassurance. I like the idea of the Instagram stories as well, putting them on a, you know, a block, but I think once a month is probably enough or maybe once a week, you know, 10 most recent reviews, get on the Canva, stick the review on there, brand it, Insta story yep. once a week. It's subliminal. Yep. It's under the radar, but it is that, you know, that reaffirmation that you're a Fe- Feedback uh, Friday, you could call it, couldn't you? So do also, it there we go. Hashtag Feedback Friday. You heard it here first. Luke St. Clair, you're a legend. <laughs> now, one other thing I think you're a bloody legend for, um, and I've seen them cropping up. Um, and I think, whose idea was this? Who... Oliver, Oliver Press. Yeah, we've got to give credit no, to I Oliver can't Press. take the credit for this. I just stole it off Oliver. But with his with boards. his kind permission though with these boards they are just awesome how many people are talking about them so first of all let's rewind because obviously we're on video and camera yeah. listeners can't see what i'm talking about and, uh, and what's in front of me but what, what have we done so um so oliver uh start, i think he started with the halloween theme boards so for sale boards um he started with halloween ones then he put a uh, in in our kind of like uh, peer group, he put one of Christmas, and I thought, right, going to use that. Ask, are you okay for for me to steal it? He said, yep. Yeah, fill your boots, knock yourself out. So we've created Santa for sailboard. So it's got Santa and it's got Rudolph. And if you have it on my LinkedIn or look on the Knightsbridge uh, Facebook page, you will see them. So they've gone up at over 150 available properties around Leicester. Um, it's getting noticed. It's a bit of fun. Uh, it's brightening the, the local area. Um, we haven't changed our sold boards, but we have put the for sale boards out there. So we did it over the course of a week. So every home now that and we've actually ran out. So I've got to get some new ones reprinted, which are being reprinted on Tuesday because any new homes coming to the market wouldn't have the Santa board on. And then they're going to be collected on the second, third of January. So it's all been organized. Yes, it's cost a, a few pounds, but it, one, it's a bit of fun. It shows our lightheartedness, the time of year for Christmas, get people talking about it. What else can you ask for? Well, you know, I really like this idea and I, I want to drive into the, the cost element, Luke, because there's so many things that we do within the industry um, 
and it's you know it's it's that clickbait isn't it just one more sale will pay for this or just yep. one more sale will pay for that and and it's that that trap and and obviously you as a business owner have to to analyze that so for you what's this costing you've just said about 150 boards just off the top of your head what is it 10 pound a movement for a board so so i would suggest with it's probably two to two and a half maybe up to three okay and you're going to um, plan to do that every year so but so the investment in the boards so once we've got the boards the investment in the boards is there so it's just then the movements next year yeah and, um, and you're going to continue this just for christmas or are you thinking maybe halloween for us it's just going to be for christmas because okay. we're looking at mate we've got a six week kind of uh life in the christmas boards whereas halloween you've got a very limited life yeah. that's not to say you can't do it but on the scale of available properties that we've got it would it would be uneconomical to do and but, we should explain for our listeners you're a multi-branch outfit that are dealing with what 150 200 yes. available properties correct, so. correct. obviously so, with oliver james he's got a great business it's in a very niche market then, it's a smaller area yeah. so he's got that flexibility to be able to um do more so maybe that's something like some, some of our smaller um agency listeners 100% would be able to do on a more very much more yeah. localized scale well, you've got your valentines things. you've got valentines you've got easter you've got summer holidays potentially if you wanted to go down the theme of a of a summer holiday type beach or flip-flops on the board or something like that because again just something uh, again i was talking to josh vegan last week and and he mentioned he said and one thing i said to him was the boards now stand out he said yes you'll find this because everyone gets used to seeing the same thing day after day after day so they see say see the same nightsbridge board and now it's a different nightsbridge board so people will take a second oh okay i've not noticed that before so so inquiry levels have been have been improved and it, it ultimately it's a bit of fun and and it's part of our kind of brand now we do the santa's grotto we do the letters to santa we want to be involved in the community and this is just kind of endorsing that culture love that Stephen. what i find really interesting is you even said inquiries have picked up yeah as a result of doing something different so um we're coming up to a time now where a lot of people talk about it getting quieter um i actually love this time of year because it is a people that are serious that want to buy and there are so many opportunities and so many deals still to happen between now and christmas um so it's all about staying focused and staying disciplined going out with a bang you know what you do now is going to impact on your start for 2020 as well um, and that just one thing again, you know what Josh said, making yourself different, making yourself stand out. You've got people talking about you now. You're getting more inquiries in as a result of it. Um, so, which is exceptional. And um, you know, everybody really needs to keep their team firmly with a foot on that accelerator. Keep on going because there's business there to be done really focused now on the people that uh, need need to buy um, and also those motivated sellers because there's going to be people there that really need to sell um, and speak to them and again um, something we learned from um, San Francisco is something called the reverse offer and again I'm going to test our listeners I'm not going to share it now but I'm going to I'm really happy to share it with people 
who um, send me a message and I will talk it through it. Because it's a lot easier to explain rather than explain it on here. Stephen, uh, is it different this year? I've got to ask the question, you know, we network with lots of agents up and down the country. We're in various forums. And there, there was a post that I was involved in, um, I think two or three days ago in, in one of those peer groups that said, this year's different. We've not only got this slowdown that's natural because of Christmas, but we've got, and I know we don't like to mention it on here, but we've got bloody Brexit and the general election. Do you think it's any different this year? Or do you think that agents at this time of year, you've got two types of agent, reactive, proactive, some go to sleep, some, some are looking for excuses. Fix, fix mindset, growth mindset. So okay. uh, I've got growth mindset to say whatever the market is, whatever's going on. Brexit's happened, what, three times this year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe more. I've lost count. <laughs> I've lost interest. To be honest yeah. with you, I don't care. Yeah, and so have most people. And what's been really interesting this year? Look, the facts are, I think there have been fewer transactions. Okay, but where people have been smarter is there may be fewer transactions, but they've been getting higher fees um, as a result. You know, there are people that are have been record months and are exceptional in what they've been doing this year. There are other agents that are really struggling um, and it hasn't worked out for them and they've um, had to reconsolidate um, you know, their business and, and make some really tough decisions. You know, it is tough out there. Um, there are loads of challenges out there, but again, it's, it's how you respond and it's what you can control. And you know, there are certain things that you can control you can control um, giving exceptional service. You can control demonstrating why you're worth that. You know, whether Luke mentioned my favorite word, marginal gains, you know, can you get an extra £100, £200 on your fees? Okay. So, you know, an extra £100 on your fees when you're doing 100 sales all adds up. Um, do you know who your buyers are who are really, really focused and looking to buy? You know, because we've discussed in previous episodes, there's a 11 reasons why people need to move. You know, who's motivated? Who needs to sell? And you know what? You need to be a deal maker. Um, there's plenty of opportunities. So go out there, be a deal maker, be a matchmaker, and make Not it happen. An order taker. Exactly. So we must be coming up to the time of year, and I know we're about to wrap up the show, guys, but um, every December, this has resonated through my ear holes and uh, got muddled in my brain time and time again. Every December, Stephen Brown, what is it, Luke? If you improve by just 1% a day by 31st of December 2020, you'll be 365 times better than you, than you were on the 1st of January. So, um, guys, are we going to commit now to our listeners to a Kickstart 2020? Why not? Let's do it. We're going to keep it this time. Five minutes. <laughs> Stephen's shaking his head because he hates those 6am starts over Christmas. Why, but, why not? And but, also, let's commit to a Christmas special. Let's do it. Yeah, let's okay. It. So I've got a yeah. fortnight off at Christmas. I can bring the kids anywhere. What yeah. are we going to do? So we've, we've got, we've, let's commit to that Christmas special. It might even be a collaboration of the podcast greats, possibly. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, should we, use, should, what, should we video it? Should we actually put it out as a live video? But why not? Let's do Let, it. Let's pre, do it. Pre having any shandies, though. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's something. When's that? 10th of December. 10th <laughs> of December, which will be. Um, and I know we did even talk about, and I, I don't think we could get insurance to cover us for this, to actually have Christopher Watkin and Simon Whale on for oh, no. a, a Christmas Christmas show. You know, you know what we want to do, guys? Let's, let's mark in our diaries... 13th of December, day after the general election. I believe it's a Friday, so what could possibly go wrong? We'll drive to Grantham. We'll get Chris Watkin and Simon Whale in the room to do a general election Brexit Debrief. Christmas special. <laughs> that, that could be entertaining. That could be entertaining. We so. could also lose our license and, and be removed from air very, very quickly. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks once again for your time, for your ear. Uh, we did mention reviews earlier, so if you're enjoying listening to this, we do appreciate the messages uh, on LinkedIn and all of the profiles. What we'd really appreciate is that recommendational review, um, either on Google um, or uh, uh, Facebook, as we've said earlier. But from myself and the team, Luke and Stephen, goodbye. goodbye. Have a great day. <laughs>